welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chats. Music podcast for April. Mixtapes. Volume one. We're on our music. <laughs> I'm Pat. I'm Jen. How you doing this week, Jen? Better than you. Yeah. A little, little under the weather last yeah. week. Not so great. But we also have five weeks in April, so it worked out pretty well. Yeah. I mean, we're still coming out with a lady here. This is a, a lady late. But you're right. We got it. We got a bonus, a bonus Friday to, uh, to deal with sinus infections and feel like Garbo. Yeah, know? but we're here so. and we're ready to talk about the here music. Here we are. Ready to talk about the music of April of '92. Uh, we ready, Jen? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we scour to try to find what we can to uh, bring a diverse discussion here about music, about the music that we like, the music that we grew up with, but. Period. This this month was a little light, right? For us, I mean, yeah. Um, Although I do love the Cure. I know. So what what we found, or what I was able to kind of dig up, or what what we looked through, is we found three albums that released, and then I wanted to talk about a song that we're going to talk about next week, uh, an event that we're going to talk about next week that relates to a song that we're going to talk about from the future. In three weeks, yes, we will talk about that song. Yes. Well, I mean. When we talk about it, we talk about it, but the point is we're going to talk this about month, it in This we are April. certainly going to talk about this song and the events that inspired it. So, let's uh, let's get started. Beastie Boys. Were you a fan of Beastie Boys growing up, Jen? Um, I wasn't, like, not a fan. I wasn't... I didn't own all their albums and, you know, try to go to their shows and stuff, but I did like them. Okay. You know? How about you? I, I was a pretty... Pretty much not, like, a huge fan of Beastie Boys. Like, I tolerated them. Like, I liked them. I wasn't... Tolerated? Yeah, well... <laughs> wow. No, you know How what it is... How do you really feel about the Beastie Boys? No, no, no. I mean that from a way to be, like... You know, once we get to the later 90s, early 2000s, and people have, like, mixtapes of, like, songs, and you're putting stuff together, and you're gonna give somebody, like, a CD or something... Like, I don't mind the Beastie Boys, but, like, they're not, like, my favorite. They weren't, like, oh, my God, like, they have a new album. Like, I specifically remember they come out with an album, maybe in the late 90s, the one with the, uh, like, Intergalactic. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just, like, all over that song. Yes. And they loved that song. That was on everywhere on the radio and whatever. And, like, I, like, okay. I wouldn't turn the radio dial because it was on, but it wasn't, like, actively look for it. Does that make sense? It does. I, um, no, I like them. I like the... Fight for your right to party song. Yeah, I love that, that was... video. I like that like teenage angsty, like I'm just gonna do what I want. Like, I don't know. I liked that when I was younger. Um but yeah, I mean Would you go out of your way to go buy a Beastie Boys album? Like that that's really the question. No, but I do have like two or three Beastie Boys albums that I borrowed from a friend in college and never gave back. I'm one of those people and you I feel You are the worst. Really, you know. should look that person up and send them back. Be like, here you go. I still have these. Oh, Tony, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, uh, it wasn't intentional. I'm not ever Did you go to her wedding? You came with me to her wedding. Not true, but okay. You didn't? No. Yeah, you did. I know. And I'm saying you didn't give her like the Beastie Boy album back. That would have been nice. Like, here you go. Here's your album. Because back. I didn't know I had, like, it's the kind of thing where I was going through my CDs and I saw them and I'm like, oh my God, these are Tony's. And I think that she had them like on her, terrible, I don't know. I'm not going to make excuses. Terrible, terrible person. I've had it happen to me and I am sorry. And Let us know if you are that guy or that girl <laughs> that took the CDs forever Listen, or that, you know. Okay. There's no way that you can say that you don't have any books, CDs, 
or DVDs or video games that didn't at one point belong to somebody else. It's just the way life happens. And I do return things when I think about it, but I forgot. And I really am sorry. I don't like to be that person. Damn. Like, wow. This is like a, like a confessional for you. It's like you're on the real world and you're just confessing no. all these things. You're like, oh my God, and Beastie the thing Boys. And she loved them. Like, oh my God, it's even worse. I'm like, do you like the Beastie Boys? No, nah, not really, but I did steal like their number one fans well, in their fan clubs. I didn't steal them. Albums. I borrowed them. I borrowed them and never gave them back. It wasn't oh, stealing. Like, okay, come don't. On, man. You don't have anything that ever belonged to anybody else. I might, but I mean, if I did, exactly. I'm not going to bring it out in this forum in this situation. <laughs> You just straight up tits on the table. You're like, yo, Beastie Boys album. I got it. <sighs> Man. Oh, no. Well. Well, listen, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. And. Ish. 30 years ago, Beastie Boys came out <laughs> with the Check Your Head LP, which had What You Want on it, which I really, that song I actually really like. Yes. What you, what you, what you want. That was a good song. Yeah, no. They're, I Silly like Silly song, really fun like song. Um, so we saw that. That was April 21st. And your buying power could have got you that LP. Mm-hmm. Or it could have got you The Cure's Wish album, which has Friday I'm In Love. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that song, I don't know how big it really got back then, but it's definitely been used in a lot of pop culture and a lot of stuff, like, even recently. Like, that that song has legs. Yeah, definitely. You know, I hear it a bunch, and I, I enjoy that song. I mean, I really do. Um, you know, for this podcast, we've been listening to these songs and listening to these things, so I mean, I listen to this again, and, you know, I just really enjoy that song. It's a good song, yeah. I mean... It's an idea that you're only in love on Friday, but uh, it's a good song. I mean, it unique, a unique I, idea. It's nice. I mean, it I, is nice. I, I do you like the Cure? Um, again, I, I think tolerate is probably the best word wow, I can use. Wow, toleration of the Cure and the Beast. Well, always look at you. You know what it is? Is I feel like I feel like if we made a scale, as we always talk about making scales, you know, like my favorite is at the tippy tippy top, right? Like. Like, I love this, like, whatever they put out, you know, like, the Foo Fighters, bands like that, like, all the way up there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Tolerate is kind of just like a five. Like, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. I could really enjoy some of their songs, but, like, do I need to go out and buy their album? And then, like, Hate is just like a zero. Right. So, this is just like a five. Like, I, I don't dislike them. I don't, you know, because I think music is, you know, especially, like, we were talking when we had Big Dan on, and we were talking about all this stuff. You know, music is such a very specific thing that, that a lot of it's personal for you and the place you were and the time and how it affected you. And, Absolutely. You know, like how he was talking about how he, he really like no doubt and he had a connection to them and stuff like that. And those are the kind of things that matter. Like if I had a connection to these bands in any way, if I'd seen them on a show, if I'd seen them in concert at some point in my youth, I might've then been able to tether myself to them and be like, wow, I really, really like them. Yeah. I just didn't. Right. And I didn't, you know, and unfortunately where we grew up, there wasn't a ton of, weird to kind of say but there wasn't a ton of like available radio stations like I, th- I feel like a lot of times if you grow up in a college town like near a college you're gonna get that college radio station experience you're gonna get more of the indie type music more of the um experimental music right like where we grew up i feel like we got a lot of like cl- classic rock like pop and, you know, like top 100. And then we yeah. had alternative rock. So yeah, you really. Pop stations and stuff too. Like a, but at this time, the alternative rock stations are dominated by grunge. Classic rock is dominated by like 70s Rolling Stones type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the pop stations are all playing like, um, not necessarily Clapton, but like Phil Collins and like 
stuff like that. They're playing those, like, they're playing that. And, you know, maybe, like, the Michael Jackson stuff. And, like, stuff like, you know, the Top 100. So, like, you're just really, I mean, there was hip-hop stuff, too. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't really listen to it. But there just wasn't a ton of that. Like, here is, like, I can't tell you. I remember as a kid ever hearing Friday I'm in Love on the radio. I don't know if that's something I would remember or not. But I think that's why, like, MTV and VH1 were so big for our generation growing up. Because you got exposed to so much music. Especially if you were like me and you'd stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning watching TV in your room. And you would just watch all these. That's when they would play those videos that were more, um, a little more indie, a little less mainstream. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and The Cure, I love The Cure. Okay. But no, I can't I can't tell you that I loved them in 1992. I think I got into them in like my early 20s, really bad. Like I just bought a Cure acoustic record, yeah. greatest hits record and I love it. Like I, I I don't know, but they put me they bring me back to a certain place in a certain time in my life and I think that's a cool thing about music, you know. That's what music's supposed to do. Yeah. You know, bring for you back. For better or for worse, you know, like sometimes you're like, man, maybe this song is ruined now for whatever reason. Um but also it could just kind of spark like, oh man, I forgot I felt this way at this time. And like, you don't even know why you just like get like a, like a weird, like feeling. It's cool. And also brings you back to your college roommate that you stole all your Beastie Boy albums. Oh, I'm really sorry. I will send them back to you. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, no. Terrible. She wasn't my roommate. She was my friend. So those two songs actually came out. Those two albums came out April 21st. Week before that, I found another album that came out this month. Mm-hmm. Weird Al. Off the deep end. <laughs> with him being the baby from Nirvana's Nevermind on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I've seen A couple songs that came off this was Smells Like Nirvana. And I I Can't Touch This. So Smells Like Nirvana was obviously Smells Like Team Spirit. And I Can't Touch This was You Can't Touch This. Isn't it wild to you that... I'd still, like, I know we've mentioned this before, but that, like, Smells Like Team Spirit and Can't Touch This were, like... In the zeitgeist at the same time. Like, are, they were being birthed at this, like, around the same time. Because they feel like two completely different, like, eras to me. I, I don't know. Um, it's a little while, but I feel like, uh, especially now, we've been, we've been bouncing around watching so much stuff. And, you know, for our own enjoyment as well as just for, you know, research for our couple podcasts. And, like, you're seeing stuff that was the mainstream pop culture stuff. And mainstream music, right? Like, even we were watching some stuff from the early 2000s and just that weird rock that was, like, you know, that, like, saliva stuff that was, like, but that was, like, on the radio. But well, then, shout like, out to you who saw saliva playing I mean, and you said, I mean, is this saliva? And I'm, like, what? But I like, never <laughs> but that like, that like I forgot they existed and you knew but that like saliva like limp biscuit type <laughs> stuff but then at the same time you have like you know other other bands like as well like you had beastie like you, had you different... do have other bands besides saliva that is true there no, are no, no. other bands i mean there's a half-baked idea here but i i understand what you're saying go how can you know you can't touch this come out at the same time as smells like teen spirit and they're just in different you ways just forget it's kind of like how you think about like certain decades in a certain way like the 70s are bell bottoms and discos, and the 60s are peace love, and the 50s, you know, it's like Susie Homemaker, and then 80s, it's cocaine parties and neon, and 90s is grunge, but like every, it's not so, it's not cut and dry like that, right? Like everything bleeds into everything else, and there's multiple movements going on at the same time, and it's the same thing with music, but I remember Can't Touch This, 
as like a little, like I remember hearing that when I was a little kid and I remember Nirvana as like a teenager. So it does be like, it's just what you relate to at a certain time. Well, I, I think it's, I think that, I think that point is layered, right? So on the top layer, you remember you can't touch this because that's what we heard on the radio. It was everywhere. It was on commercials. It was everything. Whereas Nirvana was a little underground, at least in the very beginning. And then when it got big, like I, again, I think I talked about this before on the podcast, like my first exposure was I saw them on VH1 on the Unplugged or on the MTV Unplugged. That's the first time I had seen them. You know, when he comes out in the wheelchair and everything and yeah. they're doing the Unplugged. That's the first time I've been exposed to them. I think that was what, like 94, something like that. So I think it just comes down to like, to go back to what you were saying, when you're talking about, you know, this is my first exposure to some of this stuff or this is the first time that I've seen some of this stuff. Back then, especially there was like pockets of music and you could really kind of see it. You know, you had two different pockets, East coast and West coast kind of hip hop. You had like, they're always, I mean, always, so I, even yeah, now, but I mean still. like specifically grunge was really like a Northwestern thing. You know, that was, that was the Seattle area. Lots of different people had a similar sound. So the idea that like one guy in a completely different place, yeah, he's building off of different foundations. Whereas like the grunge movement really like started in one area. Right. I just mean like, in your memory, how you remember things. You know what I mean? As, like, feeling, like, two completely different Well, because you remember places, how you were exposed. Not... You remember exactly. how you were exposed. Exactly. You know, like, when I remember how I was exposed to a lot of a lot of hip-hop, it was probably just, like, when I went to college, so early 2000s. So I was going back and listening to a lot of stuff. Not that I didn't hear Notorious B.I.G. or anything like that. Like, I had heard all that stuff. I knew all that stuff. But it wasn't really, like, there. And I wasn't really huge into, like, Tupac or anything like when I was 12 and 13, 14, 15, it was more like, that was more like eighties, like glam rock, but then also into grunge music and also into then that kind of like middle nineties, like rock music too, you know, like the chili peppers and stuff like that, like all that stuff that bled in. But that's also cause that's what was on the radio. Like I wasn't listening to the one hip hop station that was playing the same seven, eight songs, you know? Right. And I mean, if there's one artist that I heard more than anything growing up, it was fucking Puff Daddy because he was on, <laughs> they had this song with him remembering Biggie was on like every radio oh, yeah, station yeah. all the time. It played yeah. like once an hour, twice an hour. So wherever you were, you just hear that. Like I'll, rem- I'll be missing you or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Then that was, that was, that song was huge. That song was everywhere. Um, um, did you, speaking of MC Hammer, you can't touch this. Did you see the treasure? That I took from my dad's I house when we were there recently. I did. I saw that you found an MC Hammer <laughs> tape. A cassette tape. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him with Can't Touch This on it. I mean... Which amazing. I will absolutely play for you later today. I mean, I, I it's the only way I can go about my day here is to listen to that that tape full. Just no skips. Just just keep moving forward with the tape. But how, what's your connection to Weird Al? Because this, I believe, if I read this correctly, this is like his seventh album. I remember his big album being... Um, or the big song, what was the big, let me ask you this, what's the big song you remember from your youth of from Weird Al? Big, from, from Big Al. Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al. Um, Is everybody's going to have one. Maybe Fat. Okay. Mine, so now Fat's good. Mine is Amish Paradise. Oh, yes, that was a good one. That was later. And I fat remember was, that, that video. Fat was earlier on. Yeah. Doesn't age well. No. Um. But Amish Paradise, you yeah, remember that? Because yes. that was from Gangster's Paradise, from uh, <laughs> da- the Dangerous Minds movie, which is at some point in the sweet spot of the 90s. 
And I and specifically it, think of the video. Yes. Yeah. I speci- yes. And I specifically remember that. And I'm like, wow, Sky. And it's like, that was probably his ninth or tenth. or Because he's always pumping out albums, these parody albums. And I think yeah. it's amazing. Um, he's still on tour. I, I don't know if I would ever actually want to go see him on tour just because I think it's one of those things that like, I, I feel like that's a movement you have to be involved in because I don't know what songs he's going to like. I think it would be fun, especially if he was like in town, like we didn't have to, like I would absolutely go see Weird Al because it's almost like a concert and a comedy show and you know everything he plays is going to be recognizable to you because he really only parodies hits. But I, I think he's still doing stuff him. now, though. He is, yeah. Like, he's probably doing, like, Billie Eilish songs. Oh, my God. So you it's probably, like, wild. This? It's probably, he's going to be playing songs I don't even know what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I kind of would want to hear some of those, but I just thought it was cool that he came out with this album now because it's just, like, like you said, just the, the, the dichotomy of, like, and he may even be a barometer. We'll have to watch him of just, like, charting the 90s and charting all this time because he might be grabbing all these songs. Yeah, we might have to actually about. do a special Weird Al, like, no, deep dive. Yeah, because yeah. he may be just be grabbing all these songs, like, every year, two years, whatever it is. We'll look for his next album release and really capturing the songs of the moment. Because Smells Like Teen Spirit, as we've talked about, was huge. That song was just huge. That song was just the ultimate yeah. fuck you to the establishment. Also, like, what a nice guy. He just, yeah. he's like the nicest guy in yeah. the whole world 100 percent. he seems like the nicest dude Such a stand-up dude yeah but anything else you want to add here on that no not really i mean so, i kind of like i i should have re-listened to this because i can't even i don't i can't really hear his smells like nirvana in my head you know i don't know if that's something that really stuck with me at all but no i mean i'm a good fan yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna kind of we're gonna earmark him and come back and see when his next album comes out because it's got to, I would imagine he probably comes out with like one a year or something. Yeah, was this first like his first one in a while? I feel like I read that, but yeah, he comes out with a lot. Like he is, he's not fucking around. So the other song or the last thing that we had here that I had on my you know wanted to talk about was April twenty ninth, nineteen ninety two. So, Sublime is going to come out with a song in a few years called mm-hmm. April 29th, 1992, about yeah. the L.A. riots, which occurred on April 29th, 1992. Yeah. Although it's going in the future, I think it was important because it happened during this time, right? And it's going to have inspired a song. So, I know you're a big Sublime fan, Jen. I love Sublime. I yeah. loved Sublime. They were one of my favorite bands. Still a band I can just put their music on and listen to it for hours. Like, I absolutely love them. What's your attachment to the, this song specifically? I mean, it's pretty... Oh, this is a great... I loved this song. Um, <laughs> the thing I remember about this particular song was that when I was in middle school, well, from my whole school career, I, pl- I played bass. Like, bass... Like, stand-up bass. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were, like, waiting to start orchestra whatever like we'd all just be you know fucking around on our instruments and we would just be like you know me and my, and my friend who also played bass would just be playing this over and over again like ding, that's ding, cool ding, 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 ding. you know like you just kind of do that like over yeah. and over again on the bass so there were a few songs we did that with one was Longview, um and this song and it it was just so that's what i think of when i think of this song i, I really very specifically remember being in orchestra you know about to get yelled at <sighs> by our music teacher to all shut up and pay attention 
and me and a couple of our friends, like the other bass players would just be playing this over and over again. Um, so yeah, I know that's probably whatever, but this was a good song and I didn't know a lot about the LA riots growing up. I mean, 92, I was nine at uh, 10. Oh, <laughs> I was 10 at this point. So it wasn't really in it wasn't really in my, my mind too much. So I feel like this song did what it was supposed to do. And it made people aware of, you know, something really important that happened. Yeah. And again, I mean, I'm not a huge Sublime fan. It's just going to be three for three. On <sighs> this the... is just us not vibing with the music <sighs> at gonna all. Be, it's going to be three for three on the, you know, I tolerated a, <gasps> a band. Guess what I just found. What? By the way, this is completely... Well, no, it's... I found an opportunity for us to go see Weird Al in town. I know. He comes here every In year. August. Yeah, he comes here. Uh, anyway. Uh, you knew that? Oh, my God. I'm sitting here looking like, is this... Anyway. Anyway. Back to what we're doing. If you, do, if you, if you guys <laughs> well, have... Well, this is definitely related. I mean, we just talked about him and that... Whatever. April 26, 1992. April 26, 1992. It was a riot we in the went, Tell we, me. We, where were you? We went into the future... To come back to the past. So, as as we talked about, we're going to talk about this a little bit on our potpourri episode because it is a wild situation that is occurring in Los Angeles. But um, we just want to talk about it a little bit because sometimes there's going to be leaner months. And oh, it's April 29th, 1992. April 29th, Jeez, yeah. I said 26th. It's on oh. the board, April 29th. And just sometimes there's just leaner months. And then you see something like this and you're like, wow, it's just a chance to jump in the future real quick to come back to the past. And I think, especially as we're going through this... You see that a lot with the movies and the music and all the stuff we're talking about. It's when you experience it is when it gets frozen into your memory. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I kind of remember the, the like, L.A. riots. Like, I was nine. I was eight. I was ten. You were eight, yeah. So I remember that stuff in conjunction to the O.J. Simpson trial. Because they, ta- they were, like, replaying all that stuff to be, like, we don't want, like, a re... Like, we don't want a repeat of that. Like... Yeah. That sort of thing. Because they were talking about how it was like they didn't, you know, you uh, know what I mean? Like no, it was know, like I, they were, they would play like news clips of that during the OJ, like as the OJ trial was going I on. I remember it that way too. But I'll tell you what's funny is that I remember that and I felt like it was so far away. Like it happened so far right. before the OJ Simpson trial. Um, and it was only a few years, a couple of years, you know. Right. Because that was in 94 in, into 95, and, and this was 92, clearly. But I remember thinking that it was, like, you know, 15 years prior. But that's something. but that that's the context that I remember learning about them and seeing that. Because, you know, again, as we've talked about, the Internet's not really a thing. Like, so you're going to get stuff either mm-hmm. you know where to look in a newspaper, right? Remember they had the old newspapers that were all in, like, a microfilm that you had to, like, look through like in, in the, the library? library? Yeah. Oh, like those machines? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you had to know where to look. wild. You had to know what still, you were looking for. They, still, they probably still have that. They yeah, still probably have that. Um, but, again, you have to know what you're doing. And, you know, it would be in a book. So, something like this, would you just see what you saw on the TV. And whatever the TV told you is what you... How do you get this information? You know, whatever you read in the paper. And, I mean, that's it. There wasn't this kind of guerrilla-level, street-level reporting that we have now where people are on Twitter live-streaming wars and everything else live streaming everything from 20 different angles like you just got what you got and so i remember this in context of the oj simpson trial and how people were very nervous that the verdict would lead to more riots that's what i remembered um obviously we're going to deep dive a little bit more 
on the Potpourri episode. But I just thought it was important to talk about because it is April. We're launching now into, yeah. you know, this next month. And this was obviously a key event that occurs that. And we'll talk about it again in a couple of years when the song comes out in 96. But We'll um, talk about it in a few years when the song comes out. Hopefully we're still doing this. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll have some listeners by then. I, I believe we probably will have some listeners by then. Um, I think that's how that works. You keep working and people will find it. That's that's what I read on the internet. That's what you read on the internet? Yep. So, Jen. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on the music side for 92 in April? No, I'm just trying to get us some Weird Al tickets now. And well, I guess we're going to get some Weird Al tickets. Hopefully he plays the bangers. Last thing we did want to say, because this is the first time this podcast has gone up, R.I.P. our friend Taylor Hawkins. That was sad. Oh, yeah. That... And you mentioned before that Foo Fighters is your yeah. absolute number Yeah, it's one. my favorite band, you know, especially when we're talking about music and, and influences and stuff like that. It's one of the first records I owned. Yeah. Um, well, not records, but CDs, actually, that I owned. So um, we were we were going to see them this year again. It would have been like my seventh or eighth time. And uh, it's sad. It's very, very sad. It's so sad. It's very sad. And that's, I just feel like on this podcast here, just might as well say something and not act like we're just in a vacuum. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I I didn't realize that it happened after the last music podcast. But yeah, it would because he's only come out once a month. Yeah. Yeah. So So, we just wanted to say something here at the end. But this is a shorter one. As you can hear, my voice is a little strained. So we're going to try to do a little bit longer on the next one. But we do have, as always, who's buying dinner. Mm. Let's let's play some games here, Jen. Mm -hmm. Let's link three... Link these three together. What links these clues together, Jen? Yes. Tom Servo, Crow T Robot, and the Cambot. What? Tom Servo, Crow T Robot, and a Cambot. Is it? I have multiple guesses. Mm hmm. Is it Transformers? No. Is it Weird Science? No. Is it Batteries Not Included? No. That's all I got. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, damn it. I was part of their fan club. I know. That's why it's just embarrassing. Oh, it it's is embarrassing. embarrassing. This is My memory is shit. It is shit. Just embarrassing. <sighs> oh, for one, Jen. I'm so mad. Hold on, I'm looking through these to try and find one that'll get you. I don't. I, I mean, that's not what I did. You're a member of their fan club. You're embarrassing I really yourself. was. I watch them all the time. Oh, you will not. Pick up. Well, boop, bop, beep, boop, bop. Hi. Yeah, I'm still looking through clues here. I'm not prepared. Okay, it's a numbers game. So answer the question, is just a number. It's the number of seconds of a song that a hit clips cartridge would play. 30. 30. Seconds. Nah, 60 seconds. Okay. Gotcha. What cold slushy drink? Did Starbucks introduce in 1995 that pushed the company stock to an all-time high? A Frappuccino. Correct. One nothing. What primetime dramedy featured a computer-generated baby doing some sort of cha-cha? Allie McBeal. Mm-hmm. 
Which one of the following was not a member of the original 1992 U.S. Olympic basketball dream team? Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley. You know I don't know this. Carl Malone? Shaquille O'Neal. Well, your first guess was Carl Malone, which is incorrect. It is Shaquille O'Neal. Ah, oh, damn it. I knew it was one of the four of them. And that's not <laughs> how that's supposed to work. Okay, what old school fortune telling classroom game used a paper, a pencil, and a spiral to predict your future? Paper, pencil, and a spiral. Um, a spiral. I think that's a stupid game you did, right? Um, mash. Yes. Oh my God. I thought you were not going to get it. I'm like, are you kidding mash. me? I made you play mash and you're not going to get mash. Yes, you win. It actually is a card oh. that says mash. Yes, because it was a real thing. Mash, mansion, apartment, shack house. See? I didn't make I believe, it up. I, listen, I believe it. Everybody played MASH. All the girls did. So you have anything else you want to add here on our short little music hit? <sighs> nah. I think I'm, you know. I think we cover everything. Follow we us. Cover everything we could. Hey, we got, we squeaked a 30-minute episode out of this, even though you're feeling like doo-doo. Yeah, well, follow us on at BLC underscore pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram. BLC mixtapes. No underscore. Email us at Becky left the chat at gmail.com. And just say hello. Rate yeah. us, like, subscribe. We're going to keep having more podcasts because, uh, from what we understand, it's free to release them and it's free to record them. I mean, kind of, you have to pay for the host site. So it's not free, free, but we. Free enough. It's free enough. We are already doing that. That's already done. So. Free enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, we like doing it. So. And we're going to keep at it. So this week, so this episode is going to drop on Monday. It's a short little hello. Welcome to the hello. week. Hey, sorry we disappeared for a week and a half. We're, we back. End of the week, we'll be dropping on our normal Friday schedule. Yeah, and that'll be TV. That'll be our TV mm-hmm. for the month of April. Yep. In between, we have another wrestling episode to drop on our wrestling feed. That'll be on Tuesday. That's scheduled for one fall. Becky left the chat. That's too many. I feel like we have to rethink the name. Of that one, because it's a lot of words. But yes, that, that'll be coming out Tuesday. And that's it. Come find it. Come enjoy. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Listen to the Beastie Boys. Check your head, LP. Yeah, like, please Listen do. I mean, don't wish. just tolerate all this awesome shit. Like, actually enjoy it like you should. And jump into this Weird Al album. I mean, come on in. It's all going to be on our Spotify feed as well. We appreciate you guys. And we will see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.